Hi everyone, it's Natalie Tormay here and welcome to the Parent Medic Movement Podcast. This is a recording of a help desk. I'm very grateful that people allow me to record the help desk. If you're yet to book in the help desk, you can get an introductory offer of five buck freebie and that will allow you with a 30 minutes one-on-one with me um, for five dollars. Now, if you've already taken advantage of that, I will record all my five buck freebies so we can get more information out to you. Otherwise, you're more than welcome to book in a 30 minute session with me and it'll be a private one and one and you can do this via the learning hub. Enjoy this recording and thank you so much for our participant for allowing me to share this information with you today. Welcome to the help desk. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, you're, yeah, so you're one of our paramedic educators and just a pre-warning to any listeners. Um, I have my two children home, homeschooling. Sophie, you've got your nine We'll try and make sure the recording is as clean as possible. So, um, so let's get started. So, whereabouts are you located? Um, I'm located in Templestowe, in Melbourne. Okay, yeah. yeah, wonderful. And give us a bit of a, a bit of a history to who you are and why you became an educator. Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm 30 years old. I, as you said, I've got a nine-month-old. Um, she's my first. I'm a registered nurse. I work at Royal Children's Hospital. I've been there for about five years um, and I'm in a surgical trauma and burns ward so that's sort of my mm. special interest is the whole trauma and burns um, which is sort of what got me into looking into doing first aid education because obviously we see so many kids um, with burn injuries coming through that don't have that proper first aid administered by the parents yeah. really do feel lack of education or incorrect information that's been provided or myths and things like that. And then that sort of, I guess, got the ball rolling as to all the other things that are out there that um, parents probably need education on. And um, that also, I guess, becoming a mum was also highlighted even more to when I had my other friends that were becoming first-time mums and just the stuff that they just have no idea of because they don't have any sort of medical background or anyone in their family with any sort of medical background. Um, yeah, I just think it was so important to try and get the message out there. So um, already I can pick up your passion from a mile away and I know your main question in this phone call was how to create partnerships and that story in itself, I'm like, yeah, like there's so much stuff coming to mind but I think... You know, so often when we're starting, especially, you know, a business in, a, in essence, um, we jump to this is what we're doing, this is how much it is. And that story just got me. I was like, I'm ready to book in. I want to hear your stories. Like I want to hear what what were the most common mistakes and what could, look, I'm a bit passionate about burns. Yeah. Obviously you've seen stuff that I've never seen. Yeah. Um, you've seen the other end of it. And um, you're right, burns is one of the ones that, um, a, we have heaps, heaps of statistics, you know, that we can, with prevention education, really make a massive difference. Um, two, you know, when I was teaching burns, one of the most things that I was really like, really, you don't think the 20 minutes is important, is people just really struggle comprehending that 20 minutes is a magic number. It's not 12, not nine, not as long as you want to, and then stop and then start again later. Like there is this magic number. 
Um, and so often when I'm speaking to people that may have experienced burns, they're like, we just skip that. We call the ambulance straight away. And I'm like, yeah, but when they get there, they're going to want to do 20 minutes school. Do you know what I mean? It's a really important part mm-hmm. of the process. You have to do it. Um, and there's so many questions around it. You know, how long, what if it's a full body burn? Do I strip my child off? How cold? And I, yeah, it's an interesting topic. And straight away though, um, what I can hear is that you're really, really passionate about it. So is this your first child? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, she, she she's Isla. Isla, yeah. lovely. Okay, and are you still nursing or are you on maternity leave? Um, no, I just I went back probably about two months ago. So how's it all going? It's great. So I um, I mean, I'm lucky. My role at work is I'm in Anum, which okay. yeah. So I sort of was able to ease back into it. Um, you know, I've got the ability to delegate and all that. Sort of okay. <laughs> yep. Right, love a bossy boots. No, I'm joking. It's a lot easier, you know, like I think it's easier in my role to sort of step back into that. Um, yes. But, you yeah, know, it's been good. I've really enjoyed it. It's almost been nice coming back during this pandemic because it's really wow, been yeah, okay. quite nice um, at the hospital. We've, you know, we have actually been quiet. We, we cancelled our um, surgeries. Children, yeah. thankfully, have not been affected. So... Wow, that's that's um a good news story. You know, no, it's here. actually yeah, it's been lovely. So, uh, okay. it was a good time. Yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I find sometimes I speak to health professionals, and after having a child, it can change your whole viewpoint on work. Um, specifically if you see a child affected by something. So, I had a friend, for example, who was a paramedic, and after she had kids, she just couldn't mm. like. She, she really struggled to treat yeah. children. Like it just wasn't, she wasn't able to manage that or get that under control. She has an hour, but it impacted probably a few years oh. of her, her life in, yeah, health. Um, so, all right, let's, let's go back a track. So you mm-hmm. finished the course, yay. Yeah. Um, and for you guys, for anyone that's listening, the first step is to book in this help desk call. Then from this help desk call, we'll link you up with a team leader. Um, and really I'm hoping there's enough resources now in the learning hub where you can feel quite supported in where you get your information and resources from. I know a lot of it is new technology. So I did try my hardest and, and we'll continue doing so like doing some filmings of, of all that. How did you go with all that? Was there anything in particular that you got really lost at or cause you've done the new course, I believe. Like, yes, I've done the course. Um, there yeah. have obviously been like a lot of changes part of it. Yeah. So it's sort of a overwhelming um trying to keep up to date with all the different things that were happening I think I'm I think I've figured it all out I'm at the right place and my understanding is we're now using the drive dropbox um yeah no I think there's a couple of questions I think that I have in regards to what I couldn't find Um, okay Yep, yeah. Shall we go through them? But so, just anyone that um is listening, we did. You're right. We had so many changes, and really, what happened? It was um a review process where we said to people, "How's it all going?" And I was like, "Can you just try and make it all in one place?" Because it was Dropbox this and this, this, this. So we didn't realize that we actually had all this functionality. So when we um purchased your email address, we thought it was just an email address. But then looking at it, we actually have like a business package, which enables everyone to have Google Drive, to have a directory, to do Google Meets um, as an organisation to connect us better. So that was feedback for me, actually. So as much as the changes are really painful at the time, because we're like, whoa, hold on, you're halfway through, now go back to the start, everything's changed. I'm, I'm hoping it helps people in the future because 
often it was like, well, what link? Where am I going? Where, where I've lost my link. Where do I go? Or um, I've lost the link to the course. And so now the course is accessible on the website down the bottom at the, the website. You can log in because so often people are like, I've lost the link to the course. I don't know how to get in. So um, I'm hoping these changes help eventually. But before we go into partnerships, maybe if you want, because I'm sure if you're asking the question, many others are too. Um, what other questions may you um, So I guess around the whole personal advertising, I found that there was a small flyer that I think was what you're sort of suggesting to use that was in Google Drive. Um, yeah, there's so much in <laughs> um, there. Yeah. Is that the sort of thing that we should be using if, for example, a business wants something to be giving to their clients to promote us okay um so you you'll notice i'm a bit of a paper hater okay so and there's a reason behind it so i'm glad you brought that up so it is one of our visions and maybe i need to communicate this a bit more to be a b1g1 organization it's basically a collective of organizations across the world that say we're gonna this is what we do to save paper it's a really hard process to get accredited so whenever we're making decisions about what resources available it really is we try and take a step from the whole paper side of stuff um on purpose but in saying that um let's use some examples so i i don't even have business cards to be honest um never had them um and it's funny because if you spoke about business 10 years ago it was all about paper you need to get these flyers printed you need to do this business cards, you need so we try and avoid that but there is that purpose why um but where it's necessary obviously we can see what you do so um let's use an example so your example was because i can't think of many reasons to why i'd need flyers now bear with me so let's go through some scenarios together where yep. you feel you might need them and I'll let you know what I probably use alternatively because the majority of people might look at them um, or throw sure. them out. Um, I do like, sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. All right, let's work through some scenarios where you might want the fly. So the one that you were talking about is um, you're going into yep. partnership potentially with another business. Um, they're running yep. sessions. Yeah, they're so they're running, running parenting sessions, new correct? parenting sessions. Love it. And so what, what do they offer that you um, to go Yes, I'll go along. And then give the and present a 15, 20-minute on one topic. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great collaboration. So they're probably previously, how are they promoting their... Um, I'm not sure. So I said that basically, obviously, because we're um, okay. not able to do first, like not able to do face-to-face -face at the moment, that we'll touch base closer to get the logistics of yes. it. Um, but, yeah, it's, yeah okay. uh, well, I already sort of knew about brand it's one of those beers and bubs sessions yeah yeah um, oh lovely yeah they're great yeah well done yep they're doing online too the yeah online product would align really well yeah because i saw some of their feedback on the online okay cool so the reason i ask is multiple reasons so if they turn around and said um we put flyers out at the maternal child health center that's generally where we generate um, people for our classes um, and we'd love to offer your free 20 minute as an incentive for them to come so they might turn around and say mm -hmm. look into our session and get a free 20 minute session for example so if they turned around and said that then obviously I'd love to have the discussion about collaborating with them and putting the free 20 minute session on their flyers so then you'd start the discussion of you know, how much do you have left in your supply? Would you ever consider putting it on your actual flies? And this can be a real collaboration. Um, and then it'd be a matter of co-designing that. That's why we don't do it. Um, but if they're, if, so if businesses are really protective of their brand guidelines. So if they're pretty much running mm -hmm. the show, they want it to look like their brand. 
And that's what I find in my experience that they'll want to go, okay, I want it to look like mine, but you can add your logo at the bottom. And if that's the case, they're generally in control of that design process. And they appreciate if you get that. Um, so then you'd send them the PNG logo, maybe the brand guidelines if they want to try and implement some of our branding in that into that segment. You might then have conversations about how you might pay for a third of the mm-hmm. development of the flyers for handout um, and just have a little back of that. And that's how you'd help each other out in that collaboration process. They might turn around and say, we get it all from social media. And knowing that organisation, they probably do. So then that would be a conversation of, could we possibly create some social media tiles together? I can possibly share you some content. People love content. So, and you're in a prime position to share that content. So if they turn around and say, look, we generally get people booking in, especially now online um, through our email database and uh, da, 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 da. And we'd love to offer the online program, for example. Um, then you'd have conversations of, well, would you mind putting stuff on your social media? Now, the biggest weak point I find when people are offering that to someone else is that they're making the assumption that someone's going to put a title up and say, paramedic, best person ever, book a session. That doesn't work in social media land. And I think if you ask that of someone that you're partnering with, it's a very um, it's a very self-driven request. So if someone asks that of me, I won't do it because it looks too salesy on my social media platform or my emails. It has to be content-driven. So then you might turn around and say, hey, cool, why don't I create 10 social media tiles? And on those tiles, it'll have like my number one tip for burn or my number one tip for choking. And it can be like, did you know? da-di-da-di-da burns and then at the end this information was brought to you by licensed paramedic educator in partnership with blah 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 um so then that would be the ultimate second option the third thing is if in we're in real life scenario if they turn around and said oh you know we'll probably mention it in our promo but we don't necessarily want to push it that hard but would you like to come along and just run the session and on the day you can hand stuff out Um, In that circumstance, um, we've got the take-home flyer. So there's two versions. Um, There's a trifold version, which I just print as required. And on that has a little segment at the back that says your paramedic licensed educator is. Now, the easiest way to edit that is in PDF um, viewer. If you just go to the tool with text, put that in, and then save that version with your information in it. You can go to Officeworks and print 30 out mm-hmm. on the day if you're delivering it to 30 people. Um, or alternatively, Pseudo Cream did give us some packs with a magnet and book. Now, the only problem with them turning around and saying, well, we're going to give you all these packs, which I have heaps of them, postage is really bloody expensive. But in saying that you're not having to pay for the printing, the packs are cute. So there might be the option of you paying for that postage or Alternatively, um, we'll organise how logistics for getting them out. Um, so that's what you'd be handing out on the day for them to then contact back mm-hmm. to you. So I'd be using that flyer. Um, or alternatively, if you want flyers to hand out, there is there is a DL flyer in there. There should be. If not, I'm a bit concerned. But there should be a DL flyer yeah. in there which goes, this is who we are, this is what we do. And at the back it has, you know, your paramedic licence educator is blah. So if you haven't been able to find that, let me know. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it's just having that conversation with them about what works. So and, and alternatively, it drives the other way too. So you might turn around to a potential partner and say, I'm going to put flyers in. Um, would you like to add something to my services? And then you offer them to have a little, you know, slither at the back off the DL and they pay you a third. But then the brand guide is driven by our brand, not theirs. But you're in control of that yes. process then. Does that make sense? 
Okay. So what do you, um, what, where does your mind so go after I give that info? I guess my, the one sort of situation I'm thinking of yep. that might need um, paper promotion is um, something like, at, for example, a physio and osteo clinic. If it was off like the flies at yes. the reception desk, that sort of target. Yeah, I can go. Yeah, so the, yeah, the DL flyer, the small flyer that I was talking about that, that I found. As sure if that was the best one to. Yeah. No, you know, there's that one. Um, I personally would. I think yeah. you know, if you've got the avenue to personalize it a bit, no one wants any counter full of flyers you know people I, I, I like the flyers for example when you go to a private OB and they might turn around and go um have yeah. you put your flyers yeah. in our take-home packs for all women that come along I think those flyers are really suitable then because they're really informative flyers you sit down and have a look you go into the information so for example we've got flyers that we hand out at PBC and it's very much that flyer you know but if if I was working with someone and they said, oh, we, we want to put these flyers on our wall, for example. I'd be a bit conscious that that's probably not going to grab any attention and it doesn't look good for them. It, I know they're doing it to be nice, but it doesn't look as pleasant as it would be if, for example, you turned around and said, oh, you're dealing with heaps of, um, why don't we do a, a collaborative flyer with really helpful information for everyone that comes in? I don't know. If they turn around and say, we, we get women coming in during pregnancy um, maybe there's some content mm-hmm. that you can share together and it has your face on the flyer and it says your local educator is the, um, she'd love to share her number one tip with you, proudly brought to you yeah. in, in partnership with Joe Blow's Physio Centre. And they're not hard. Mm. So if you do want to get your design jam on, um, I use Canva. Now, if you've never, and only do it if you enjoy design. If you don't enjoy design, I love to sit with it. I get lost in design. I get a little bit, oh, this is fun. Um, so in the brand guideline, which we put into the course now, we realised it was getting lost in Google Drive. It has different colour codes. It has the font. Um, and then you've got all the logos and stuff. So you can go into Canva and type in flyer and choose one you like. And it might have one where you can put a photo of you on it. You know, for example, um, you can put the sizing in as well. And then you can change the colours. So you just put those colour codes in, mm-hmm. whatever the four or five colour codes in the brand guideline, okay. and then suddenly it will look like a paramedic flyer. And it's great. And then you can do the font. Um, some of the font, a bit painfully, um, on the brand guidelines are paid fonts. But Canva does have a really cool, um, if you really want to get your jam on with that stuff, you can you can upgrade to be a paid Canva member, which is a March, but it allows you to actually get those branded fonts. That is a bit painful. Um, but you can get free downloads. So I should probably, you know, I don't know how far people want to go with branding, but yeah. I can do a little video if, if you yeah. request it to show you how to do well, it. Well, because, yeah, I, I, yeah, personalized I was thinking better. the same thing, that it should probably be personalised. Um, I'm, I'm not creative at yeah. all, and I know there's those um, do you enjoy I'll, it though? Yeah. Do you enjoy it? I'll do a video. Like whether it's my team leader or to yourself or someone before I actually put it out there or just put it out there. Put it out there. Yeah, you can put it in Facebook. Alternatively, if it's you mm. know, if you're time poor, because design takes a lot of time. If you're time poor, then 
be honest with, you know, if you're going to a shopfront physio who is an established business, yeah. guaranteed they've got someone doing this for them. Um, and it might be worthwhile just time-wise, and that's why we don't really teach you guys to do it because time-wise you might be better off going, this is what I want. And if you give a brand guideline to a designer, they're happy as Larry. It doesn't take them long at all. It takes them a long time when someone doesn't know what the hell their brand is. So if you turn around to any designer, whether it was on Fiverr or a friend of yours, and said, I just want a DL, here's the brand guideline, it'll yeah. probably cost 80 bucks. Do you know for the design? So I, I, I think better off doing that until, because, yeah, getting lost in design no. land. You know one wants to go no. there. You know, I do. But most people don't want to go there. So you could speak to the physio and go, do you have a designer that you're working with? How about we do a bit of a co-branded design? Um, where I'm, it's in partnership with you guys rather than you guys trying to sell for me. I'd rather just get that content out to your consumers and they will love that. And they'll probably like, yeah, we've got this designer we've been working for years. Send your brand guideline, guideline over. You know, so recently you would have seen mm-hmm. a collaboration between myself and About Birth. That's all we did. We used her designer. So this is my brand guideline and it was peanuts, you know, because it was partnership. It was done. And I think really once you've got that brand guideline, no design <laughs> should be trying to really walk the system on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else? Yeah. So does that help with the flyer? Okay, good. <laughs> um, so I, your main question. No, they're question partnership questions. So partnership. go ahead and move on to your tips, I think. <laughs> okay. All right. I love um, partnerships are my jam and I, I just think partnerships are so invaluable. Um, you know, I was recently talking to a friend the other day how in business we have um, we get addicted to dr- a startup drug, right? This startup drug is um, quick wins. So when someone does their first booking or um, just getting that quick response, you know, to someone booking, it feels really, really good. And because that feels really good, we get a little bit addicted to those quick wins. But what happens with quick wins? And, you know, I'm at fault for it too. You know, I'm going five years in and trust me, I I love these quick wins because they feel so good. Um, But the problem with those quick wins is they can be exhausting. So, for example, if you have a really bad week um, or emotionally you're just sick and tired or physically, you'll find your business will completely be stagnant and you know it's and for example over december to february paramedic gets quiet it always does no one wants to do first aid in christmas they just want to enjoy their family have fun so that's where partnerships can become really valuable and often you know life will always take us away from being 100 percent invested in our business and that's just that's just life and I think there has to have this you have to be really realistic about it you know right now I'm homeschooling and I've got this and mm. I got sick last week and it took me off my feet completely um and what happens if you're just focusing on quick wins uh, is when those times happen you get really depressed because nothing's coming in you're like my business is is stuffed you know what do I do I've had nothing this is really depressing and that's because you've made a business plan purely on quick wins and I just you know I hate warning with that because partnerships as much as they're the harder run and they're a bit slow burning and you don't get that quick buzz they are the ones that sustain every business so they're the ones that will see you through those times that you might need to go I need to step back for a few weeks you know, but you'll still get those emails in saying, hey, how are you? What are you thinking that we're going to do in two months? You know, okay, we'll cancel this one, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It keeps you, it gives you that ongoing flow. 
Now, um, with partnerships, you know, this is going to sound cheesy, but it's really important to sit down and think about your values. Um, it, it sounds so cheesy, but just doing that self-development on going, okay, who am I? Why am I here? And why do I want to do this? What are some important business qualities to myself? Because they're the people you want to partner with. Now, trying to partner with someone that's not aligned in that will completely and utterly might be semi-successful via luck, but it will drain the hell out of you. Um, and it, that sounds really fluffy, but I can't even express how true that is. So before you sit there and start making your partnership marketing plan, sit down and go, what are my values? There's some great activities that you can just Google online. I recently did one with my kids. That was a series of 13 questions I had to answer and then I circled common answers and they became my values. But for example, my values in business from the day dot has been honesty and integrity. Um, so if I if I wanted to work with someone and I maybe found out through the traps that they were a bit dishonest or they're a bit dishonest to their consumers, that's definitely something I come across a lot. Not a lot, but there's something that I've come across and I'm like, I don't want any part with that. I'm not interested in it. What you're doing is great, but might not be a great alignment there. And I think that's probably a, your first step in partnerships. Then your second step is going, okay, this is who I am and this is what I really want to do and the impact I want to make. So if you're sitting there saying straight away at the mm-hmm. bat, you're really lucky because you kind of know. Burns is your passion. So there's heaps of Burns associations around, safety prevention organisations. Um, there's individual charities, for example, that might um, support people. Um, you might, you know, still, I just got to mm-hmm. my head, who are Ream, you know, the plumbing people, for example, um, they, they might be a really cool, um, partnership, you know, going into, um, a builder supplier who supplies plumbing where to parents, like straight away, I'm like, that is such a good partnership. Like it's different, you know, and they are obviously selling a bathroom product they can't get that communication or alignment with the consumer, but you could. Mm -hmm. Like I just, like already that makes me a little bit excited. Um, Bathroom products, um, anything testing temperature of the bath. So they're really big alignments, but, um, you know, try and start small. You might have a small plumbing shop or something that, but then then you're going down that avenue and that's where that positive partnership will align. So for example, if you weren't someone that loves riding um, bicycles, but then you saw and you hate you hated riding bicycles. Bear with me, I'm going somewhere here. And you became a paramedic educator and then you saw 50 mums riding past on their bicycles. And in your head you go, oh, great, I should really tap into them, you know, riding around with their babies is a really great partnership opportunity. It's not at all. You have no idea what their culture or life is, you know. So it's not a great alignment. Um, so I think that's where your partnership mind needs to start going. Yep, what are my values and what do I want to instill? So if you contacted, for example, a plumbing store locally and said this would be the coolest thing, how about I just share some really cool content in your store um, about how to manage burns? Um, and they turn around and you just felt like you didn't get the good vibe and they were a little bit dishonest and then, nah, that's something like as much as it would have been great, it's something that you just don't invest your time or energy in if that's what you're picking up on. But if it's something that, you know, really aligns well, it's going to be one of the most beautiful partnerships you'll ever see and it sustains you through those dips that you have in business. Um, So you want to start writing a list. What are my values? What are some organisations that really align well with what I want to do? And I've just given you some examples, let your brain 
go elsewhere with that. You know, for example, you could just you could really just create specific resources around burns. But um, so then once you've done that, the the last thing with partnerships is making sure it's two way. So if you're operating your business at a 20% capacity, you probably want to find someone else that's doing the same, if not more. Now, what I mean by that is if you get a business who, say you can only give 20% and they're given 100, and I'll give you an example. Say I went into partnership with someone and they're like full steam ahead. They're like, I want to do this. I want to do emails. I want to get it out. Why don't we do a press media release? Let's get in the local newspaper. Let's do that. And as much as you're like, yeah, 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 this is great. In your head, if you can't give that 100%, at the time, you're generally really tempted because you're like, I'm just going to ride this train. They've got this. But what happens in that circumstance, they became, they can become quite resentful of you in that partnership. So it's really important to go, right, this is what I can give you and you're going to give that back. And vice versa, if you're 100% and you speak to someone who wants to ride your train, it might be okay at the start. It doesn't matter how big their brand is. I've worked with bigger brands and they aren't they aren't riding my, you know, they're riding my train, but doing nothing in return. And as much as it feels like it's worth it at the time, it is not because then you become resentful of them. So I think that's really about establishing how you can support them, how they can support you and making sure that that is on par. And and I think that's where it kind of counts um, when you're considering partnerships is making sure that you're both on the same train and making a long-term partnership. You know, I my first conversation with Sarah from Little Rockers Radio and we still partner together on so many things. Um, and she'll do something and be like, no, I've got this offered. Would you like to come along? You know, or I got invited to this. Would you like to come? So unless that natural synergy isn't occurring, um, it can become quite energy draining. But if you get it right, you know, not only are you promoting to 100 and, and, and you're doing 100 on your own, 100 people, and they're doing 100, collectively you're helping each other. So I think it's really important to go, how can they help me? But also how can I help them? And even if you're small, it can seem yeah. quite difficult at the time, but people just appreciate the fact that you're trying and that you ask them. Um, and that's where it starts, just start making the list of people you love and, and reaching mm-hmm. out to them and just saying, I love you. No, don't, don't say that. That's creepy. But um, I, 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 I'm really open about that, you know, and sometimes I do that. That's where I find mentors. If, if you want to go next level to a partnership, um, sometimes you just want to learn of someone, but you don't necessarily, you really can't give much back. Um, so, for example, Koala Mattress, I fell in love with those guys, just their marketing, their branding, and I contacted them. said, oh, my God, I love you guys. I just love it. And they, they wrote back. You know, so I think... Um, you're putting yourself out there on that level. And I think, you know, also I'll leave this to my last point because I realise I'm blabbering, um, is is being honest about it. So often when we start up in business, we try and pretend to be something we're not. And it's actually one of the biggest mistakes I've seen in business, trying to be perfect, trying to pretend you've been around for a really long time, especially with partners that you look up to. Now, if you're going back to the good age theory that Aussies love to help uh, an Aussie battler, that's true in business too. People love to help other people. And as you progress through business, one of the greatest satisfactions is helping someone else. So if you turn around and say, look, you know, I really want some, I'd love some help. Um, I can see that you're doing this and you're getting so many parents. Is there any way that you could help me? Um, I haven't perfected it. Would you be able to overview it? That's People are like, yes. You know, and what happens then, even if you do it with the consumers, they grow with you and become your biggest fans. So there's still people that I contacted at the very beginning of my business where I, I didn't know anything 
that will contact me today or share my post going, so glad to see where you're at now. So proud of you, you know. But they wouldn't be able to do that for me if I never admitted to them that I was at the beginning of my journey when I was. Um, so that's probably my, my last point is just when you do write those emails, often educators will be like, can you send me a template or what do I say in my email? Just speak from the heart. I can't even, I can't even push that enough and make everyone in your community part of this journey with you. Um, because that's, that's truly when you, you create something special. So that's my spiel on partnership. So step one, values. Two, finding out why you really bloody want to do this and who's your local community niche. And three, just like the plumbing store, if you're interested, you just start writing that out on an Excel spreadsheet and listing when you email them or talk to them. And when you're contacting, try to contact them on multiple platforms because sometimes they don't see one. And don't get rejected if they don't reply. Follow up, you know. Often again, I hear people, I've, I've reached out and they never reply. They're probably busy to follow up. People don't mind. And sometimes when I'm following up with someone multiple times, my last email will be like, hey, I see like I really nag you. I promise you that's not my intention. If you really feel that's partnership on the line, please just shout out. I won't be offended by your honesty, but always here to support you too. I, I will write that as my fifth email. And often they say, yes, yeah, so sorry, I'm just so busy. It's not on my plan this year, but let's touch base at some point. So having that level of respect for each other's time. So cool, you're too busy. I get it. More often than not, that's what it is. Um, and for example, I contacted a shopping centre for partnership and they said no. I could have taken that as a flat no, but I said, what are your goals and intentions for this year? And they said, to be honest, that's why I'm saying no, because we've written down our business goals and what your offering doesn't align. But touch base with me next year because we do a biannual strategy and I'll keep you in mind for next next time's planning. That's the same if you contact kinders. They have those meetings where they sit and they go, what are we going to do for the next three months? And if you're not aligned with that strategy, then they're not going to have a partnership with you. So when you're making that contact, just really going, cool, what are your plans? Do I align with them or not? Do you think you could pitch it next time? You know, so you're not just going, oh, they said no, don't worry about it. Um, and that would be my last yeah, tip, really. I've got more, but I've, I've been on the phone blabbering. Does that help you? <laughs> so what are we going to do? Values, list who, work out what you want. I think you know what you want. Yeah. And three, list some businesses or people that inspire you in your community that you can partner with. Done. Yeah, good. Okay, and last point on that, sorry. When you're contacting yeah. the people that you want to potentially partner with, do your research on them. Um, go to their about page, and what I do. Um, so I, when I'm working my way through the recordings because yeah, I'm interested no? in doing an EOI for the May. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, cool. Well, we the reason I bring that because we go through that a lot. So about mm -hmm. understanding your emotion, how to align that with a partnership, how to ensure that's written in your email. So, for example, um, so go through that. That's a really cool learning lesson um, in the COVID-19 recorded series. But that would teach you, I kind of go through, if I wanted to partner with someone, I'd go to the website, mm -hmm. what am I looking for? What are the keywords that I'm looking for? How would I write an okay. email to them? Blah, blah, blah. So that's all in there. You'll find that really helpful. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, for now, yeah, do values and, and write the list. Just start that list. Get get books everywhere. You know, I have a notepad. I Everywhere when I'm travelling, I get I just drive past the business and quickly write it down. Or I might hear someone on the radio and write that down. <laughs> we'll do. Podcast. Yeah, just keep, keep that notepad handy. 
very, very handy. And LinkedIn's very powerful partnerships as well. Um, all right. So any um, questions before you get off help desk? And did you yes, find it helpful? Tell I me what you're just had. Is. I know, sorry, we're ran, running out of time. Well, we have run out of time though. But just, I guess, really quickly to touch on, are there any partnerships mm. as a parent medic, parent medic brand? I saw there was one, I think it was last year around summer yep. for the swimming school. Continuous um, partnership or was that just yes. that sort yep. of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, or some have continuous. We do that every summer. Um, so it's a summer campaign, just raising mm-hmm. awareness, a mini short session um, that we partner with swim schools. Um, but some people have ongoing ones with swim schools where they might potentially say um, every sign up you get for parents, and they look different for everyone, but every sign up for parents, they can attend my free 15 minute training or um, they can do a discounted full public session if they have a spare room for you to run a session in. Again, it's about facilitating that conversation about what they want and their goals are. So one of their goals might be nurturing their existing clientele. So then you might pitch, you know, that they get a free 15-minute session. So once a month you schedule a half-an-hour session, maybe you volunteer your time to do it. Um, but in mm-hmm. in um, in response to that, they'll share who you are, your private sessions, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe you can do full public sessions. Maybe on the first of every month you do a free 30-minute and then two weeks later you do the full session using their space for free. So that could be a potential or alternatively, and this applies to most partnerships with venue use, um, alternatively they might want more people enrolling. So maybe they're at lower capacity. Yeah. Great opportunity to do something together and possibly get some local media. So I don't want to go too far into this, but I, I've never paid for a venue. I don't think you need to. I think there is a valuable partnerships, but again, partnerships take time, but I obviously value them highly. But, for example, they might say, we don't have, we want to increase how many people are coming because we're under quota. So then you could pitch, well, how about we run a big free event and we invite all of the general public along and we'll get the local paper coming to write a story. So the local paper can advertise it and they get the local paper coming and it says Joe Blow's Swimming Centre yeah. and blah, 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 parent media come together. You know, the same, like the local media loves that stuff. And, you know, for example, part of your plan would be, like, how could you promote this event and how could you promote it but together? You might then go, well, why don't we do a cross-branded flyer and let's drop it off all the children's centres at the local um, kinders, da 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 That's a really cool one. It's bigger planning, but it's a great start to the relationship. So, but having those conversations, this track I said it might be booked out with a huge wait list. So they're not going to be interested if you pitch that. And I think that's why it's so important when I speak to educators, like, I'm going to pitch this. I'm like, have you asked what they want yet? You know, because you're just going to get a flat no. If you're going in and going, let's do this big public session, they're like, oh my God, we're so busy as it is, we can't have any more. They're just going to go, thank you so much for the opportunity. They're not going to use their brain space to think of an alternative thing. They're not going to sit there and go, so why don't we do this instead? You know, they're just going to say, thank you. At this time, this doesn't suit us. So that's where it's so important to go, hey, I'm blah, blah. What are your goals? You know, in a nice way, not so upfront. What is, what, where are you at? How can I help you? Because then you start brainstorming together. So, um, yeah, swim schools are a great one. Childcare centres, similar scenario. Obviously not right now because they're having such a hard time. Um, local cafes, you know, we've done CPR and coffee. Again, it might be mm-hmm. a new cafe when things go back to normal that they want more mums coming in. That's We've done that at pubs. Um, 
so discussing of the partnership that you're considering. I know, you know, they run events at pubs, so you could have a, a CPR and a Palmer night. You know, there's so many yeah. different options, but that's not going to work if the pubs are not interested. Maybe it's not a family-centred pub, you know. So, um, yeah, having those conversations is probably the best place to start. Yeah, wonderful. Um, any other questions before we go? <laughs> All right, I feel like whenever I do this help desk, I completely overwhelm people. Um, but keep yourself accountable. Make sure you do that values. Um, and maybe I'll try and share, I might share a little activity actually after this call um, for people to ensure they align their values. Get your little notebook, whether it's going to office works and get any cute little notebooks, to, you know, and that's your partnership book. A really cool idea is to use one of those mini address yeah. books and make that your partnership book. And then you could list it alphabetically with all their contact details. That's bringing back old school. Um, actually, I first got that too for medications when I was learning my medications as a nursing student. I used to run around with a little alphabet, alphabetical address book. Um, and then that's about it. So with um, complete the COVID-19 recordings and I'll be sending out um, an, a link in Telegram. That's great. For people Thank you so much. Express the EOI for the next um, online product intake. Wonderful. No, my pleasure. Now, I'll, Thanks, I'll stop this recording. So thank you so much for your time. I just stay behind with me so I can say goodbye. Okay. And there you have it, folks. Thanks again to my participant for allowing me to record. I hope you enjoyed this help desk. If you do have any further questions, be sure to pop it into our Facebook group or book in your private one-on-one -on -one help desk session with me. Thanks, guys.